Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host. Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. This is Mike Roth and Dave Myers on Cincinnati Business Talk today. Dave, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm delighted to be here. Good. Before we get started, I figured I'd tell uh, our listeners who's going to be on the show tomorrow. We're going to have Eric Adams, Turnstile. They are an integrated internet development advertising agency and web development company. They do both the creative and the technical. And next week, on Thursday, we're going to have Terry Flaherty and uh, Andy Kennedy, who are independent, long-term care specialists. Friday, next week, we're going to have Alan Greer, who is the president and CEO of PrintWeb Technologies. The following week, on November 8th, we'll have Mike Callahan from Document Destructions. And then on the... 9th of November, we're going to have Jim Hunter, who is the CEO of HD Franchising. HD once stood for Home Doctors. He was a franchisee, and he bought out the franchisor. Uh, Usually, it doesn't go that way. Well, it's not too uncommon, though. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dave, I'm going to ask you to tell the folks how you got here. Well, thank you for that opportunity. I am the owner of Office Key, a shared office service in Cincinnati. I grew up in Cincinnati on the west side of town. My wife is from there. We, uh, my, my parents still live there, actually. We uh, now live down downtown Cincinnati. But I was, uh, after coming out of school, studying mechanical engineering, I worked for a few years for a machine tool company, Cincinnati Incorporated. During that time, though, I was working on factory automation, but developed a real interest in office automation. And this was about the the early 80s. There was a recession going on. So I did uh, leave the employment at the machine tool manufacturer and bought a franchise for a shared office service that was called HQ. We opened, and shortly after we opened, the individual I bought the franchise from had since sold it to United Technologies. United Technologies wanted to take this shared office service and use it as a building management tool to integrate the phone system and the HVA systems and uh, building systems into an intelligent building concept but they went way overboard and uh, put on too much overhead. So we franchisees, about 30 of us across across the country, went together and bought 
the company from United Technologies. So it created a very interesting arrangement. We were owners of the franchisor, took turns serving on the board, setting standards, uh, allowing new franchisees to come in, but we were also franchisees at the same time. We made the uh, franchise requirements very favorable, low royalties, uh, perpetual agreements, and that that Camelot situation lasted for about 15 years until about the year 2000. At that point, there were some larger organizations coming into this shared office service, and we orchestrated a buyout by a larger group, and I just went back to being a franchisee. Then a few years later, um, I felt that we were just using the name and wanted to develop Office Key as a brand, so we left uh, HQ behind and uh, operated under our own brand, Office Key. So when did you actually open Office Key? Well, we, we opened the business in 84 right. under, under the name HQ, and it was about 2006 that we changed the name to Office Key. Okay, so you, you've been at this in, in the current business format for about six years. That's correct. And as Office Key, how many locations do you have here in the Cincinnati marketplace? There are five locations. They're very strategic locations. Downtown, we're in Scripps Center. Hyde Park, we're in Rookwood Tower. Blue Ash, we're in Westlake Center. Westchester, we're right off of Union Center Boulevard. And in Kentucky, we are on Mineola Pike, the exit that you go to get to right before the airport. Oh, so you're in one of those uh, buildings on the same side as the airport. We are. Mm-hmm. Okay. With the great Japanese restaurant. Uh, Joanne is, is the best, uh, has the best sushi in Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I've taken people there from out of town. Mm-hmm. They can't understand why we're not downtown for the best Japanese restaurant. Yeah. But I have to point out that Toyota is across the street. That's right. Toyota brought the chef in to open that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Dave, uh, when you uh, started your own business in the same area that the franchise was in, you didn't have a non-compete clause because you guys wrote that out when you owned the franchise. Oh, what a phenomenal uh, story that is. Uh, do you have uh, roaming agreements for other cities for your clients? We do. We We actually use Regis who is the, the most well-known group, we will actually provide our clients with Regis cards so they can use Regis locations in other cities. We also have some agreements with a couple other associations where our clients get free office time in other cities. Oh, that's a that's a really good deal for Cincinnati-based businesses. It is. Because Regis is one of the most expensive uh, shared office space uh, operators out there. Yes. Now, are they a franchise system? No, no, they they are not. They they, they were, and they, and they were essentially who I had the franchise with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they have not. Uh, they, they don't have any franchisees right now. So that's really all company stores. Yes. Okay. Now, Regis started in Europe. Yes, they're based in London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in in your business today. Uh, what do you see as the uh, 
opportunities and, and what do you see as the possibilities? Okay. The uh, ser- servicing the mobile worker is a opportunity that we have. I was at an association meeting just recently and it's well recognized now that people work some at home, some at the office, some at what people call a third place, and this might be Panera or Starbucks. So the, the days of having to get back to the office to retrieve your voice messages, to see your email, are gone. I mean, why, why do you need to go to the office? Even your business number now is quite often carried with you. So there's, there's not that much reason to go to the office. So it has caused a opened up doors for us, but really is challenging us to rethink our business right now. Yeah. Uh, right now we're talking to a vendor to upgrade our telephone system here, and we're talking about taking all of our voicemails and turning them into uh, email and sending them out to us so you don't have to come in and, or remotely dial into the system to, to get our, our email. Yes, my my advice on that would be to think of the capability of your cell phones and uh, avoid a large capital investment in your phone system. You can actually put a business number on your cell phone now with an app, and that app will do exactly what you say. Is When a voice message is left, it, it saves that recording as a WAV file mm-hmm. and emails that to you. Right. It seems like the... The reason to go back to the office to see who sent you a fax is gone. <laughs> yes. Okay, because no one uses fax. And anyway, if they do, it's automatically converted into an email. Yes. Uh, the emails, vo- voicemails that are left on the office voicemail machine get converted to a, an email yes. as a WAV file. Yes. And if you have twin ringing, yes. where you ring both the extension on the desk and the cell phone at the same time and the first one to answer gets the call, you completely change the the modality. That, that's exactly right. Now, the additional piece that you want to seek is when you make a call from your cell phone, try to keep your cell phone number private. So if you use an app on your smartphone, you can place a call and people will see your business number, not your cell phone number. Really? What's that app called? Well, there's different different uh, services. They have different apps. Um, I can't think of a particular name right now, but but just understand the concept. That it is out there. Mm-hmm. Does, does it hurt the voice quality? No, it does not. In, in many cases, it uses your existing cell phone. In, in some cases, it uses the voice over IP service, but the, the quality is just as good as a regular phone. Mm-hmm. We have one person that we talk to who uses uh, Google Voice. Yes. And uh, that's particularly annoying because it does uh, dramatically and noticeably reduce the voice quality. Okay. Sounds like he's talking from uh, behind a bookcase. Mm-hmm. Oh, Google, Google Voice is a free service, but there are paid services where you pay monthly uh, and get better quality. Yeah, I think one of the the things that I, I believe business people are looking for is functionality and quality at the same time. Yes. you got to have both. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the obstacles in your in your world? 
Well, some of the obstacles for us are changing our configuration. We we have uh, about 70,000 square feet of prime office space in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. It's built out into very nice offices, well furnished. But today's uh, younger generation coming out of school, they are not inclined to be closed up in an office. They want, you know, we're trying to figure out exactly what they want. You know, they, they want an open, free area with lots of stimulating uh, things and conversation and ability to pick up and move and talk with different people. Mm. So the challenge for us is reconfiguring They're looking our for a bullpen. Yes, yes, you might say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was up at the business incubator for tech companies in Dublin, Ohio, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, and they had a really large, uh, I can't describe it room any other way, but a bullpen. Mm-hmm. Where people could come in and work, and it was much less expensive than getting one of the windowed private offices, which they also had available. More, more and more companies are not putting up walls; they're leaving open work plans for their uh, all their employees, including the managers. Now, they quite often on the inside of the space, they will have offices or collaboration rooms. They may may not be dedicated to one individual, but they provide places for privacy for a private conference call. Well, many conversations, whether they're sales conversations or personnel-related conversations, frankly, shouldn't be public. Yes, it's true. You know, if a salesman is going to uh, give someone a special deal or special consideration or have to explain why he's not going to do that, probably a good idea to have almost zero background noise Mm -hmm. or let anyone else overhear the conversation. Yes. And I think it would be bad if it was from a different company. It's uh, just a different way of thinking about it. Um, In your business, do you have a strategic long-term plan, Dave? We do. We, We want to be the primary shared office service in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, we are shifting from a model where people think that they're paying rent to think of it as a subscription to our service. So instead of renting space, it's a subscription to our service where you have the benefit of of many um, resources in that facility. Good. Dave, uh, we're going to take a... Uh short commercial break here. If anyone who's listening wants to ask uh, Dave a question, the number is 646-595-4916. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523 to stop this from happening to you again. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. 
For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check company owners and sales managers. Are you tired of cutting your price to get the deal? Wouldn't you like to have a better way? Wouldn't you want to improve your margins? Call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 to see if there's a better way for you. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Dave Myers. Uh, Dave, um, how do you differentiate yourself in the marketplace? You know, because there are people in the marketplace with extremely low-end space for shared office space. And what is it that makes the office key concept unique? The primary differentiation is flexibility. Today, I'm not sure how companies can rent office space and make a commitment for five years. It, it, it's really tough. I mean, can you, can you think what, what your needs are going to be five years out? It, it's very tough. So our, our industry uh, in general provides more flexibility than is required by landlords of major office buildings. And landlords of major office buildings are kind of stuck because they have to put up walls, so they have to go to the bank and borrow money to pay for that tenant finish, and then they build that into the rent. So that's why they are forced into five-year leases or at least three-year leases, quite often 10-year leases. But it's you know, it's really tough to think uh, where you're going to be in that length of time. So we we offer that flexibility. Uh, But even within our shared office service business, we offer more flexibility than than most. All the companies that use OfficeKey can decide on 60-day notice to close their office. Wow, that's a great advantage. So there are no long-term leases with OfficeKey. Everything can be dismantled on a 60-day notice. Uh, we provide business numbers to companies for their company numbers. They can take those numbers with them. Fortunately, we've provided good enough service that they just stay with us for mm-hmm. the long long term. What percentage of your uh, customers are with you for more than three years, let's say? That's, that's a great question. I don't know that I could put a percentage on that exactly, but we have many companies that have been with us 20 years. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, we here in this place we just uh, signed a uh, another lease extension, and we did that uh, earlier this year before we I knew that we were going to do this radio show. The space was fine. We we refinished the space, we improved it, changed the carpeting, and when I started doing the radio show, I noticed that the air conditioning. Was totally objectionable during the show, huh. and that wasn't in my lease. I've got a promise from our landlord to fix it. If you're listening, Greg, <laughs> I still like to have the air conditioning noise removed so I can have it on during the show. Uh, otherwise, the guests have to sweat or freeze in the winter. <laughs> um, so, how does this work with your company? You have five locations. Uh, 
Can someone rent from one location and be in a different location each day of the week, Dave? Yes, and that's and that's practically exactly what what, what happens. Uh, companies use one location for the benefit of promoting their business. So they use that address on their website. They quite often put a picture of the building on their website. It makes a nice presentation. But then when they want to meet with clients, they determine what part of the town is that client from and arrange to meet at the location closest to them, much like much like doctors do with multiple offices. The other thing that happens, too, is that we have quite a few major IT companies that have account executives servicing P&G or GE or Toyota here in Cincinnati. Those teams of IT sales professionals will uh, work closest to where they live. You know, if, if they live in the north part of Cincinnati, their main office may be downtown Cincinnati, but, you know, who wants to drive down there? So they they stop into Westchester and, and work. So the multiple locations is good for meeting with clients, but it's also good if you have a team of people in a city. Uh, some people can work at one location closest to where they live, and some people can work at another location. Okay. And and how do you go to market? How do people find you? How, how do, do people you find, find prospects? Yeah. Okay. Um, we try to associate with organizations that are central to the clients we're trying to reach. For example, we uh, work with the Cincinnati Bar Association because many of the firms that use us are law firms. Mm-hmm. We work with the Financial Planners Association. We sponsor sponsor that group. Uh, we work with the American Marketing Association. So we like to be endorsed by those groups. We love it when we, when they are having a meeting and they, they mention our name. So we, we market through those channels. I've come to believe that you can't win by self-promoting. You really need to get somebody else talking about you. So that's the marketing approach that we have taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the technology differentials that you're providing to your clients well, we, t- we we talked about the phone systems before, and we, all the companies that use us, do have the benefit of receiving their voice messages as as wave files, um, and they uh, enjoy having someone assist their callers all the time on their main number, and then calls announced to them, whether they're at home, cell phone, office. So that that technology uh, our companies enjoy. We also have, uh, in each of our locations, have scanners, printers, copiers that they can stop in and use. The meeting rooms we have have monitors, projectors, certainly Wi-Fi that they can benefit from. So you've provided a, uh, a large company environment for people who are either isolated from their, their large company provide the hoteling function? Yes, right. Okay, and for uh, smaller companies, you provide a, a flexible office space that um, might be unaffordable if they attempted to do that for themselves or, or limits them by location. Yeah, it's, it's, it's either unaffordable or takes too much time. 
if mm-hmm. if you are a uh, an attorney that's just left a law firm or a financial advisor that's just left a large uh, association of financial advisors and you're starting out on your own, it it is tough to just rent a small amount of space and expect to have someone that's going to assist your clients when they call and um, have conference rooms and things. So we provide that at a, uh, a level that works well for a uh, individual firm. The other thing that works well too, though, is is for large companies that have a sales manager in Cincinnati that's calling on P&G or working this territory. It helps the company not to have that person who they're paying big bucks to to spend their time trying to find office space and put together phone systems and all those support systems. So really, it does help the company. Uh, utilize their time better. Right, and a lot of people find it's the alternative would be work out of their home. And for a lot of folks, that's not a highly productive activity. Well, well, now you know. Let's let's talk about that a little bit because most of most of the uh, people we serve, most of the companies we serve, do work out of their homes to to some extent. But there are things you can't do in your home. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't usually want to invite clients into your home. So you need bad. an office for that. Usually a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, usually a bad idea. So what, what it's not against zoning in the particular residential neighborhood that you're in. Well, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could you could do it. And 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 some people do set up their homes for that. But as far as your your clients finding where you live uh and feeling comfortable in your home, uh, it's much better to use a well-established office building that people have confidence in. The parking's easy. They can find it easy. I like to call that a, a neutral uh, location. Yes. Right. You know, uh, I like to actually have lunch at Panera Bread. Yes. But every time I'm there, I see some people having a business meeting. It's a selling meeting. Yes. Usually selling some multi-level thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh that 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 could work so much better in an office environment. Uh, do you guys uh, have a catered lunch service at these locations that business people could bring in? Yes, yes, Co- companies do that pretty often. Do they? Yeah. So we we have arrangements with local caterers to provide that. Uh, a critical ingredient. Critical ingredient. Um, at each one of your uh, Five locations. Do you have salespeople? Certainly we do. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Does Does Office Key have salespeople? Yeah. Or, well, or is Dave the salespeople team? Well, I am. I, I I lead our sales efforts, but we we have a team of twelve people, and we're all adept at uh, doing sales work. So these are the people who also do the administrative work. Yes. When I throw a, a, a wave file and say, "Hey, this is a contract. I want you to type up." Yes. Okay. We work. We work. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever needs to be done. And, mm-hmm. and actually, uh, something I'll mention about that: our, our strategy. We have a team of twelve people, and we work in all five locations because we want to get to know the clients, not just our clients, but our, our clients' clients. That's the most important group to us: is our clients' clients. We want to get to know them by name. We want them to feel comfortable when they come in. To for meetings, so we uh, 
each month, each each staff member works in multiple locations. So they'll rotate. Someone that you hired because they live near Blue Ash might be working out at uh, Hebron. That's exactly right. That's exactly what happens, yeah. I guess that's okay if you explain it up in advance. That, mm-hmm. hey, we you're, do. You're going to be a traveler and we have five locations. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, one last uh, question uh, for you, Dave. You have your own Internet lo- uh, site for Office Key. Yes. Uh, do you also provide a, a hosted Internet site for uh, someone who wants to rent space in your in your place and provide them a little website? We do not for many years. Probably we were one of the earlier providers of this, and this goes back to technology for many years, we provided a online file storage. So you became a uh, user of Office Key. Your company would have a, a website you could go to and you could upload files and keep the files there. Oh, something today we call the cloud. Yeah, they call the cloud, Dropbox. You know, there's lots of services for mm-hmm. it now, but but uh, back in you know year 2000 or thereabouts, it was it was. Uh, a major feature of our service. Now it's, you know, there's lots of other ways to do that. Do you still provide it? To those that want it, we provide it. Okay. Dave, we're going to take a a break here, and we're going to listen to a Sandler rule. I think we're going to listen to Sandler rule number one. Hello, this is Bob Anoni with Sandler Training, here to talk to you about rule number one. You have to learn to fail to win. Um, Think about learning how to walk or riding a bike. When you first started to learn how to walk, of course you fell. And you fell again, you fell again, but eventually you mastered the art of walking. Same thing with riding a bike or driving a car or making cold calls or starting up a business. Henry Ford failed four times before he succeeded. Thomas Edison worked almost 10 years on the light bulb before he succeeded. They weren't failures, but they were willing to risk failure to find out what they were truly capable of achieving. At Sandler, we ask you to learn from your failures and understand that the process is failing, not you as a person. You are not a failure. The process that you are using isn't apparently the right one to produce the results that you're trying to produce. So if the cold call isn't going well, we'd ask you to examine the sales process that you're using. Don't get discouraged if your sales call doesn't go well. Learn from it. So again, Sandler rule number one is you have to be willing to fail and risk failure in order to win to find out what you're truly capable of achieving. Mike Roth. I'm back here with Dave Myers. And uh, before we continue, uh, I want to remind our Sandler clients that the Sandler Client Summit is February 14th and 15th in Orlando uh, at the Buena Vista Palace Hotel and Spa in Orlando, right across the street from Disney After Dark. Great place. The, uh, The subtitle of the conference or the theme of the conference is No Guts, No Gain, 
how to get tougher in sales. And there will be two tracks, one for sales managers and company owners and a separate track for salespeople. Uh, Sandler's doing a uh, promo until I think it's November 16th. Uh, you can take $100 off the $500 registration if you uh, go to the website and register. And the red, the website is client summit two thousand thirteen in numbers dot sandler dot com, and you'll be able to get that that hundred dollar discount. So, Dave, before we forget to do this, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you after the show, Nick? Thank you for giving me that opportunity. If you'd like to call us, please call. 513-721-0900. If you'd like to email us, email staff at officekey.com. So 513-721-0900 or staff at officekey.com. Good. And again, if you uh, have a question, a specific question you'd like to ask Dave or me, the number here is 646-595-4916. Now, uh, Dave, maybe you can explain for our listeners what the uh, shared office space options are here in Cincinnati. Certainly, I'd like to do that. Um, in addition to Office Key, there are a couple uh, locations run by Regis, Regis is a, a more familiar name than Office Key, at least around the country. Regis has a location in Kenwood, right near Kenwood Mall on Montgomery Road, and then also uh, on East Kemper Road in Sharonville, just off of uh, 275. Additionally, there is a location, a shared office service in Chiquita Center downtown. It's run by Premier business centers out of uh, California, uh, and there is another service in Blue Ash on Reed Hartman, uh, Blue Ash Business Suites. Uh, in addition to those, there is a service called the Intelligent Office, and they are uh, on Waterstone Boulevard, right near Fields Ertle exit. So there's a few of us in town. Just a few. I, I, I kind of remember one called the Office Suites Plus. Office Suites Plus was in Cincinnati. They, they had uh, three locations, but they are no longer in Cincinnati. Oh, really? They closed down? They did. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So you have a sharing arrangement with Regis? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Good. So um, how should someone evaluate shared office suite companies? Great, great question. You know, the, the the best thing is just go and visit them, visit a couple, uh, talk to them, talk talk to people that use them, see see what their experience is. Uh, certainly ask questions about your commitment and what type of charges you might have. One of the key questions I, I typically ask people, uh, encourage people to ask is, what what happens to my phone number when I leave? Does my phone number go with me or does it? stay here with the shared office service. And that's an important one. If you are setting up a business and you are promoting a number, 
it's a shame if you have to give up that number when you change locations. Yeah, I have an office number parked okay. uh, with a vendor that I had 18 years ago when I started my business. And I had to park it so and have it call forwarded to here because I did a whole bunch of radio commercials. I did print with that telephone number in it. And could you could you port that number? The vendor that I currently have for telecommunications claims they can't get that number ported to them. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah that's, that's a key question to ask. How portable is that number? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhat aggravating, so I have to have a second vendor who could take the port. Yeah. And they're holding it for me. Um, they One of the five essential functions for a company's office that people should be considering. Yeah, you know, after after doing this for a number of years, we've identified five key functions that every company should have in setting up an office. The first of those is location that reflects your brand, reflects your quality. Second one is just quiet Wi-Fi places to work so that you can come in and use the office effectively. Third is someone at the office that will sign for deliveries. The fourth one is someone on the other end of your main company phone number that will assist your clients. And and finally is places to meet. So if you're setting up an office for your company or firm, look to fulfill those five functions. Now, let's go back over those. Okay because I think they're really important, and I think sometimes people get fooled. Mm -hmm. Uh, A quality place, a quality office, a quality building. Uh, There are a lot of tall buildings. There are a lot of short buildings. Uh, They they both can be quality. Uh, What are the things that they should look for specifically? Well, I think uh, some of it's the nature of your business. If, if If you have clients and... Clients uh, either come to the office or they may, the building may reflect your quality. Then I think it does reflect yeah, your quality. Yeah. So, so then you really want a Class A building. And, and, and Class A is a term used by real estate agents, and, and they can they could tell you what's a Class A building and what's not. But just on your own, you, you can look and see. Uh, are the parking lots cleared off snow in the wintertime? Are there cracks in the sidewalk? Are there places where people can trip? Is Are the lobbies nice? Are the building directories uh, visible where people can see them when, when they come in? Do the elevators work efficiently? Is the, the lobby clean? Yeah, those, yeah. those type of things. Uh, I, I would tell people to look at the heating and air conditioning systems. There you go. Okay, if it's a through-the-wall type of heating air conditioning system or cinder block construction on, on the building, we're probably not in an A building. There you go. That's a good, good point, very good point. Um, it should be central heating and air conditioning mm-hmm. as opposed to room by room. Yes. Uh, what can they tell from the carpeting? Well, I certainly can tell a lot from the carpeting. Has it been replaced in the last five years? Is it worn? Is it keeping... Is it being kept clean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or is it is it frayed at the ends where people could trip? I like to tell people to to check the restrooms. Certainly. Yeah. Are they clean? Do they look right? Mm-hmm. Are they up to date? Yes. Do they have the latest Dyson hand dryers? <laughs> <laughs> you never you never know when you go to a restroom these, these days if you should wave at the uh, faucet or not. You know, some, sometimes you're waving at those things and you and you see you should be turning a turning a, a, a knob or wishing you could turn a knob. <laughs> yeah. I've seen those. Okay. Um, Dave, you said in the past that desk phones are going to be obsolete in two years. Yes, I I believe that's true. You know, uh, any company looking for a phone system now should appreciate the fact that their employees all have phones in their pockets and utilize that capability before you go out and invest in phones. The... And I believe the phone is going to go the way of the phones in our home. You know, we more and more of us don't have any landlines in our in our home. And I, I would dare say my grandkids would say, "You used to call a house. What was what was that about? You know, why would you call a house? You know, your your phone in your pocket can become your business phone by putting the business number on that phone. A great and, many phones do have." multiple number capability. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think for that reason, I think the desk phone will go away. Really? Yeah. Um, at at home, Dave, do you have a landline? I do not. Mm. My children don't have landlines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I happen to have a landline at home mm-hmm. because I haven't converted my burglar alarm to cellular. Okay, that's that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason a lot of people still have a landline. Mm-hmm. Um, although it might make good sense, uh, you really believe that desk phones are going to disappear? I do. I think they will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. I think we're seeing it in other countries. I think if you look in uh, Europe and a lot of places, they are. And I was recently at a. Uh, I was recently talking to a voice over IP service. I was in their office, and they they said they were just the day before they were meeting with the company had six thousand phones, mm-hmm. and that company said we want to figure out a way to get rid of all these phones. So I, I believe it is coming. So you think Procter and Gamble is going to cut out telephones? They're going to cut out uh, the ones that just are stationary on desks. Mm. It, it is a way to reduce overall cost, but in other places. Uh, like hospitals mm-hmm. with transient employees that move between departments. I think it's kind of difficult. Yeah, it would be difficult to have a stationary phone. Uh, to eliminate the stationary phones completely. Oh, you think it would be difficult to eliminate the stationary phones? I want to call the nurse's station. I want to talk to who, well, who's okay. on duty yeah, at that okay. nurse's station. Yeah. Well, I good. don't particularly know who it is. I don't know what shift they're on. Um, I want that particular x-ray department or yes. okay. whatever. Um, the the owners of office buildings, the Class A office buildings, what, is, what effect is, has mobility had on them? I think it's very challenging for the owners of office buildings right now. Uh, mobility has enabled people to work from their homes. And I just heard a figure about law firms and the square footage devoted to each partner of a law firm and a number of years ago, it was 600 square feet per partner. 
Then it went down to 400, and most recently it's down to 150. So the law firms as well as the major corporations are reducing their footprint, and there's actually a negative absorption going on in large office buildings. So the, the, the companies that are there, as they renew their leases, they're, they're finding ways to use less space. Mm-hmm. So Some, sometimes if, if, if you are in your own space, you know, like like I have here, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm going to use the conference room on Mondays and Fridays, but if I have an emergency meeting on a Wednesday, there's no problem. I can put it into next Wednesday. How does reserving conference rooms work in a shared environment? Well, with with our system, it works very well. The 250 companies that, that use us, and that's probably 700 to 1,000 people, they all have access to an online calendar. On that calendar, there are 25 different conference rooms and about 20 different private offices, as well as uh, AV equipment and things that they can reserve. So, so so they go to that calendar, and if they want to have a meeting with somebody, they look at that calendar, even 10 o'clock in the evening, look at that calendar and find a spot that they can uh, works well for them and their client, and they, they just make the reservation right there on the calendar. So those resources are available online yes. for people to select when they need it in the best location. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's important. Um, I've worked with a lot of financial services advisors over the years, mm-hmm. probably 30% of our practice. Um, what is the re- relationship between their compliance requirements and uh, shared office space mean? Well, financial advisors have to comply with uh, compliance officers that come out of their broker-dealer and also from FENRA. And FENRA has requirements, and then the broker-dealers put their own tweaks on, on that. So, so they've got two sets of rules they have to comply with. And there's, there's such a thing as a registered business office. And typically, a registered business office has had to have files that can be locked up, and they can't be accessible by a lot of people, and they've got to be close by when the client comes in. And there has to be privacy. Now, some of those rules have relaxed a little bit, but they've also gone virtual with those files. And I think that the broker-dealers actually like it because the broker-dealers then have access to their files, uh, unlike when they're just locked up in a file cabinet. So they scan documents and store yeah. something like a Dropbox. Yeah. yeah. So our, our, our office service, which does not provide a exclusive office that is, is exclusively for that financial advisor. Our office service does work well for financial advisors. And one of the things that we work hard at is when the compliance officer comes in, either from the broker-dealer or FENRA, we know how to interact with those people and make sure that they uh, know that we are uh, working hard to comply with the regulations. Okay. Dave, we're going to take a uh, last commercial break here. If uh, you have a uh, question for Dave, again, the number is 646-595-4916. 
This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Many salespeople tell us business was really easy. They likened it to gathering fruit in an orchard full of ripe trees. They gathered the low-hanging fruit. They had to get baskets to pick up the fruit that was already fallen. They never had to climb a tree. They worked this way for 10 or 15 years. Given the strong economy, this was no problem. What are you hearing now? The economy has slowed down. Salespeople are competing on price. There's still business now, but salespeople have to work harder. The fruit has not fallen from the tree, and there's no low-hanging fruit. The fruit is there, but it's higher up in the tree. The problem is their salespeople have forgotten how to climb. Do your salespeople know how to climb? If you or your team needs to learn how to climb through and up out of tough economic times, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 or check our website at rothconsulting.net. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Dave Myers of Office Key. Dave, I'm curious. You've been at this for more than 20 years now, probably pushing 30 years. That's right. What's the most unusual business that you've ever put into a shared office space environment? You know, there was a there was a guy in our uh, location in Script Center downtown, and he came in with this business card for this business, and it was a pretty tattered looking business card and and usually we we try to find out you know who we're working with and i tried i tried to dig uh to see what what this company was i really couldn't find a lot on this company but we, we we brought him in watched him pretty closely and soon it became apparent that he was not just using his office during the day but he was staying there at night you know he was uh cleaning up in the restroom and, and things so I went and talked to him about it a couple times and said, you know, this is not the right use of this office. I'd like to speak to someone at your corporate office. And he kept uh, putting me off. So then one one day he he was gone. And I went to his office and I, I was cleaning out the drawers and I noticed something there from a federal prison. And I think that he was being introduced back into into society uh, this way, that uh, maybe he had been released and the prison system set him up with an office uh, to get him into a business environment. So I I hope that experience, I hope if that was the case, that he definitely did see a vision of professional people and adopted that. Uh, I do think that if that was the case, that 
the system probably could have called us and said, you know, we're trying to do this, and we might have worked with them. But that, that was a pretty unusual unusual uh, business to work with. That kind of ties into my next question. Okay. Uh, how does that, that fit with your uh, your leases? How does it fit with the leases? Does it comply to the building rules and regulations? Yeah. No, you said people have a give, to give you 16 days' notice if they want to terminate. Yes. Otherwise, they're month to month. Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, they 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 give a sixty days notice when they want to stop. Mm-hmm. So this particular one just skipped. Yeah, he just well, he just left. We 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 still bill them for another sixty days, but uh, yeah, he just left. And you got paid. I believe we did. Great, great. Uh, let me ask you another kind of technical question: How fast does the internet uh, that, that you provide to the tenants, or do the tenants have to provide their own internet? That's a, that's a great question, and that, that's a very important piece of the office, good Internet service. We have found that it's not – bandwidth isn't, isn't always the answer. It's always suspect when there's a problem, oh, you don't have enough bandwidth, you don't have enough bandwidth. What's really important, and we, we know this because all of our phones are voice over IP phones, and we depend on the Internet uh, totally for everything, it's, it's good streaming that's very important. You got to be able to stream, and it's 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 uh, latency and packet loss you got to look for, and you really need to get your internet service providers to tell you what their service level agreements are on latency and packet loss. A 50 millisecond latency is about normal, and that's what you should strive for. We uh, use a, a service that provides fiber, and we believe the fiber connection is the best opportunity to get good streaming on the internet. So which vendor do you guys use? We actually use TW Telecom. Okay, TW Telecom. Yes. They were the ones that were spun off for Time Warner. Yes. Yeah. Uh, today we're looking for a better vendor because we do have packet loss occasionally. Yeah, and that's and that's really the key. You know, the vendors will say, oh, we'll put we'll put uh Hundred megs on it, and that'll be fine. You know, once once you go above about five megs, it, 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 you're really just uh, not helping yourself that much. It's really you got you to get down to what is the how many hops are there between you and your, where you're trying to get to, and how many what's what's the uh, latency and packet loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a problem for us here lately. Yeah. Um, with our vendor not being able to provide good solutions. Mm. Uh, so we're entertaining uh, some uh, some bids. Uh, when when people say they, they need office space, um, are you uh, renting the space on a office for a month basis or are you renting it on a day basis? So it's on a monthly basis. Um, we company subscribe to the office service, and it's, it's a monthly payment they make. Oh, so they, it's, a, it's really a subscription. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a subscription based on the number of employees based at an office key location. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the minimum would be like one person. Yeah, usually after after three, the rate goes up. After three people, the rate goes up another fifty dollars a month. Okay, and in your two hundred and fifty clients. Uh, what's the most number of employees in one company? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say there might be 20 
at the most. Yeah. Okay. And they all in one of those those five, or they spread out. Well, see, you know, it depends on how they use it. You, they, they they come and go from the office. Mm. They, there's cubicles they can come in and use. Uh, that's what we call our quiet Wi-Fi work area. There are private offices they can use to make conference calls, or they might have a dedicated office. Now, if they have a dedicated office, I, I don't know if we have any companies that have 20 people in dedicated offices. Uh, that, that that would be pretty large for us. Right, right. Uh, I like to ask our guests uh, two questions. I think we have time for at least one of them. One, uh, can you give our uh, our listeners, our other CEOs listening, one, just one, Management leadership tip. Um, listen more than you talk. Good. That's a sailor rule. Okay. Call it the 70-30 rule. <laughs> the second one is uh, a little bit more complicated. Uh, we have a, 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 a theory of operation here that simple solutions to complex problems are rarely correct. But perhaps you could share with our listeners a complex problem that you came up with an equally complex solution for uh, that they may be able to duplicate in their business in a different world? Well, I think uh, marketing is a challenge right now. The playing field is constantly changing. It's not like the days of putting your ad in the yellow pages and you put all your money on that. So today, uh, I'd say in the social media, if you're a business-to-business uh, look at two things. Look at LinkedIn and look look at uh, Google plus business profile, those those two areas. Uh, business to business probably doesn't uh, need to be doing a lot of Twitter or Facebook, but look at LinkedIn and Google plus business profile. That, that would be my suggestion. That's a good suggestion. We haven't heard that one here before, Google plus business profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I appreciate that. Dave, in appreciation of you appearing on the show today, I'm going to give you a copy of, uh, this is an autographed copy of David Madsen's book, The 49 Sandler Rules. Excellent. Thank you very much. This is uh, first edition. This book, when it came out about just about two years ago, jumped right number one position on Amazon and then went over to the Wall Street Journal where it stayed number three for about three months. Dave, thanks for coming. Any last words? It's it's been my pleasure. I've very much enjoyed this. Good. Dave, thanks for coming. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.